Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to The Men's Show. I am Nick Delatore. And I'm John Mark Grodi. And today we're going to be talking about the fact that you are going to eat it. You are going to <laughs> bite the dust. You are going to uh, get intimately acquainted with uh, the space of happen. our terrain six feet beneath Sooner or um, later. eventually. So that's coming up after Death this. Death comes for us all. <laughs> Before we get started today, ladies and gentlemen, we got to tell you, <laughs> I know, I, I, I didn't know what I was going to say until it good. happened and then it just, it just happened. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> today, I want to let you know that uh, if you like this men's show, if you like what we're doing at Awakened Catholic, if you want to support it and be a part of why it's all possible, then you should check out awakencatholic.org slash donate where you can become a part of the awakened nation and the awakened nation is a group of people like yourself that in fact make all of this possible and they get a ton of really cool exclusive content um that is already there but it, we have a lot more in store and uh there's fellowship in that community of people that you know like are, are are in this to win it they want to win souls for jesus and and we're doing that to the best of our ability and hopefully beyond that with the you know all of the infinite ability of the lord um but anyways so check out awakencatholic.org donate to join the awakened nation additionally the app we've got a killer app with a really cool growing community inside of it it's kind of uh, a social media alternative meets a catholic media hub it's the best way to consume awakened catholic content and interact with other people who love awakened catholic and interact with the show hosts uh and lots of cool stuff there and members of the awakened nation which i mentioned in the previous uh, little thing um have a ton of uh, exclu exclusive content in the app so make sure to check out uh our app you can go to theawakenapp.io or look for awakened catholic in the app store or google play store Finally, this episode was made possible by our sponsors, and we're very excited about these sponsors. Uh, let's roll the thing. Have you ever dreamed of visiting Paris in the fall? Seeing the beautiful Eiffel Tower lit up by a sunset. Visiting and venerating holy locations of the Sister Saints of France in the Sioux, Paris, Lourdes, and more. This fall 2021, join select international tours with Claire Swinarski and Catherine Whitaker along with a host of other powerful Catholic women on a once-in-a-lifetime Seine River Cruise pilgrimage in France. Join our friends at Select International Tours and Cruises. With over 34 years of experience, they are the perfect company to help you experience pilgrimage. To learn more, visit selectinternationaltours.com awaken. Bon voyage! Bon voyage! John Mark, the other thing I'm very excited about yes, is sir. that not only are we uh, promoting that particular pilgrimage mm -hmm. in France, uh, but we just announced that we ourselves are doing a pilgrimage with select international tours. That's pretty cool. We're going to the Holy Lands this year. Wow. Literally a dream come true for me. And I want you to know, viewer or listener, we can make your dreams come true too. <laughs> All you got to do is go to holylands.awakencatholic.org. Um, Select International has been doing this for a long time, and we're really excited to partner with them uh, on this pilgrimage and um, this whole project. We love them for supporting uh, Awakened Catholic and sponsoring our content. So thank you so much, Select. Um, cool. So, cool. yeah, now, um, you know, you really do want to do a pilgrimage. 
Yeah. Before you die. <laughs> That's what life is, right? It's a pilgrimage. Ooh. You know? Yes. We're on, we're on that pilgrimage. But... And the thing is that you are going to die soon. I mean, soon in the oh, grand scheme Nick. of the cosmos. Bringing us right down here. I know. You know, we're actually filming this on Ash Wednesday, the perfect... You said we were going to talk about happy things, <laughs> bunnies, you know, like Easter bunnies and mm-hmm. colored eggs. You, you, you lured me down here. I know. I'm sorry. And here we I'm are going to talk about death. Well, so, Gosh. you know, why? Like, why do we do this to ourselves? Why, why is this... You know, I, I think from, from an outsider's perspective, when you see something like Ash Wednesday, which not just Catholics practice, um, but, but we as Catholics are kind of known for it, and we definitely are the OG Ash Wednesdayers. <laughs> I can't even say that phrase. Um, like, we are the originators of the, this. The, the Ash no, nope. I'm not going to say No, what? <laughs> Come on. The people want to know. The ash holes. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> you can cut this out. We are the ash it's holes just, that started just, this whole I'm thing. I'm sorry. I have a real weakness when it comes to linguistic jokes. I can't always control myself. <laughs> I'm working on it. It's one of my Lenten penances. Please don't work on it. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it's super interesting because to... Uh, I've even noticed like... In, in regular prayers throughout the course of the year, not just during Lent, you know, it isn't uncommon for us to um, articulate, like, the idea that, uh, like, there's that children's prayer, uh, uh, if I should die before I wake, I yeah. pray the Lord my soul to take. And, and like, I remember we did that with my kids one time uh, in front of... Dear uh, children, here's your first prayer that you're going to learn here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a little heavy as, like, a first prayer, but it's also, yeah. like, it does help illustrate uh, to us when we're praying words like that yeah. uh and i'm sure that there are more mature prayers for, for adults that like kind of have a similar spirit um it, it's important because it's like it, it highlights for us it makes very real to us that this life is not about this life yeah like it, it's there are elements that we cannot be ignorant of in this life but we cannot live this life for this life right and I think that we as Catholics, like, when we do that, and it's very similar to why why do we have crucifixes in our churches? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, we have this, like, emphasis on on death. Now, in the crucifix example, it's different um, because it, it, there's a lot more to it than just the death. It's that that's when Jesus Christ conquered death. Yeah. It's the ultimate sacrifice that is the reason for all of our salvation. So you want to... Well, the thread there in in both those examples, I think, is that Catholicism is about reality. Mm. Okay. So before we decide, oh, you know, should we have Jesus on the cross or should we just have an empty crucifix or in regards to death, should we focus more on death or less on death? I'm getting my my words mixed up here. The question, the underlying question is, well, first we have to start from what is real? What is the nature of things? What is reality? And the reality is we are going to die. So Catholicism always brings us back. That's the virtue of prudence. It brings us back to start with, well, what what are things as they are? What is mm. the reality? What is the truth here? Now, once, we, once we're rooted in that, then we go figure out how to live it out or how to have the right balance in these things, whatever. But it always begins with the truth. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, it's not a ma- matter of being um, morbid to focus on death or it's not a matter of being – you don't – we're not trying to just be either pessimistic or optimistic here. We want to be people of reality. And then once we've rooted ourselves in that reality, then we figure out how to live it out. But the reality is here that life is temporary. We're going to die. 
you know, but, but life has a purpose. You know, we have a creator, we're chosen and cherished. We've been made for a purpose. Um, death isn't the end. So those are all realities too, but it always comes, it, it comes back to looking at all those realities first and then try to translate that. Okay. How, how do I then live? Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. And I think that there's also from a psychological standpoint, um, there's so much value in being rooted in reality, even just for your own health, um, to operate functionally as a person. And, uh, a lot, a lot of, uh, where wounds originate from, um, rather not originate from, but where the wounds that we have from the past, the ways in which they still impact negatively our lives in the present yeah. uh, or in the future is actually largely uh, related to not being rooted in reality. Yeah. So like to a trauma victim, mm -hmm. that trauma damages them in an ongoing way um, based on a, a perception at a subconscious level, usually yeah. that that trauma is still being inflicted on them. Mm -hmm. Like the, the memory of it is like a haunting effect that like doesn't go away because at a subconscious level, people, you know, that are trauma victims uh, to varying degrees, like they, they are always feeling that trauma as yeah. though it's happening right now. And, yeah. and even just that, the idea of like f flipping the switch and, and like meditating in almost a mantra sense on this idea that like, that is not happening to me anymore. Like it is, it's done. It's in the past right now. I'm healthy. I'm loved. I'm at peace. I'm, you know, um, I can heal. I am healed. Like, yeah. and so there is this sense in which being rooted in all senses of reality can bring healing. Mm -hmm. And, and so connecting this to spiritual, uh, ideas as well, like, um, the, the reality that we are going to die and the, the uh, subsequent reality that it doesn't end there mm -hmm. and that eternity is eternal and that is really what the point is. You know, th this life is about this life just as much as um, a prenatal baby in the womb that baby's life is about the nine months he's in his mother's womb. No, that baby's life in the womb is about his life when he gets out of the womb. And our life here on earth in a similar way is about heaven when we get out of the womb of this veil. Um, and we live as though it's like when the baby is in the womb, it's like he has no idea what's on the other side. He sees glimmers. He sees lights coming through sometimes and, and he hears his mother's voice, but he doesn't know where it comes from. And in a similar way, when, when the Lord, when the saints, when the angels pierce the veil in various ways, and in particular in the sacraments, and we get this little f taste of what's on the other side of that, mm -hmm. you know, and the baby hears the mother's voice and starts developing this relationship with the baby's mother. And, you know, the baby starts to have a, a love for that voice, even without understanding it. Right. But what really that baby's life is about is on the other side. And so for us, like we have the sacraments, we have the church, we have, um, the saints, the angels, like everything that is on the other side of it, eternal life, love, joy, peace, uh, bliss, like um, all of these things that, that we know about heaven, which is a very limited understanding, kind of like the baby's limited understanding of his mother. Right. Um, and we live, though, as though the womb is the end all be all. Well, it's, it's so like, like so many things in life, it's about a, a balance of two apparent opposites you know so mm -hmm. again 
someone might look at this and say, okay, well, a focus on death is morbid and pessimistic, so you should be optimistic. You should err in the other direction. But no, there, we have to live in the tension of these two things, that we are made for the, this next life, that we are always people on the way, status viator is the Latin phrase, for people on the way. Uh, that's just the nature of life. We're pilgrims, as you said in the beginning. That we're pilgrims. We're always pilgrims. But at the same time, there's there's value in life, and we're living a good life. And and, and to some degree, right here, and we, in some degree, you couldn't you could go too far in the other direction too, and saying, oh, it's all about what comes next, and right, right now it doesn't matter at all. Well, that can't be right either. So again, Catholicism is all about finding those both ends and turn, and figuring out rooting ourselves in those realities and living them out well with the realities in mind of death and of the purposes of life and what comes up after life, you Mm -hmm. know, that where it's for, where it's going, that brings back into the present a real understanding of of how to live now well. You know, like uh, Father Jeff talking about a few episodes ago about living the dream, Mm. you know, with those realities in mind of where I'm going, of what this is for, of where this is proceeding to, of the fact that it will end, I can turn back around and say, okay, right now, Am I living the dream? Am I living the life I ought to be? If Jesus came tonight mm-hmm. and asked for my life and asked me to make account of my life, would I be saying, yeah, today I lived the life I thought I did? Not that I, all my projects were finished, not that I'd become perfect, not that it was all done, that all the all the boxes checked, but today, did I make of today, that I lived the sort of life today with what I had, the people I was given, mm-hmm. the, the opportunities I was given, the difficulties I was given to persevere through, mm-hmm. did I make of today something, something great, you know, and that's where eternity and, and the, pre, and the, and the, and the temporal meet mm-hmm. is when in light of eternity, I'm living out the present. Well, you, yeah, you, you know, you've always wanted to go to Paris. Well, now's your chance. If you go with select international tours, the sponsor of today's awakened Catholic show episode, you can join Claire Swinarski from the Catholic feminist podcast, as well as author and speaker, Catherine Whitaker, along with a host of other powerful Catholic women on a once in a lifetime Seine river cruise pilgrimage in France, visit and venerate the sister saints of France in Lisieux, Paris, Lourdes, and more. Sacre bleu. Learn more by visiting selectinternationaltours.com slash awaken. It makes me think about, too, um, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, mm-hmm. right? That for us as initiated Christians and um, living a sacramental life and living day to day, walking with the Lord, in the Lord, um, driven by the Holy Spirit, God willing, like... Uh, heaven is not meant to just be this distant idea that's on only on the other side of the veil. Very literally, Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Like it's not like some distant thing. He brought heaven to earth. Um, and we are meant to experience in our limited ways, ironically, eternity here. Right. We're, we're meant to experience uh, the power, the, the creative power, the, the loving power, the forgiving power, the, uh, on so many different levels in so many different ways, we're meant to experience God here and now and be God for others, uh, like be little Christ, right. the word Christian. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I think that's, that's so huge what you just said. Like we're, we're not supposed to be so excited and inspired by our memento mori, the, the fact that we're going to die and go to heaven that like we 
only have, even though we're living for heaven, that then also means for heaven here and now, not just for the heaven that's after I die. Yeah, it's a living out of the theological virtues, right? Faith, hope, and charity. In some sense, those those involve kind of a past, present, and future relationship with God. I mean, faith is is uh, is trusting a person that I have met, that I have experienced. You know, given what I know, I'm going to continue to have faith. Faith is, to some degree, it, it relies on something in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm trusting this God that has come and showed himself to me and revealed himself to me in this church. There's, there, I put my faith in that God. Charity is in the present, in this moment, you know, that I am in the presence of God, in the presence of neighbor, and I want to, I want to enter into that charity and, and, and love God and love neighbor. Those are the two greatest commandments. And then hope is very, is forward looking, right? But I, I, but the present, however long it lasts, this life, you know, it's difficult. It's got its ups and downs. It's got its sufferings. You know, it's, um, as, as J.R.R. Tolkien often called it, it's a you catastrophe, a you catastrophe, a long defeat. You know, that, that's to some degree, that's always going to be the Christian life. That, mm-hmm. uh, this, this side of heaven it's it's a long series of struggles and defeats, you know, but the victory comes at the end, comes after, mm. and so we have hope in that, that in, in God we hope for that victory. But we got to live all those out. Yeah, you know, we continue to, to to carry on the faith even on those days, those moments when uh, when we're discouraged or it's difficult. We we continue to have faith in the God that whom we know is trustworthy. Yeah. We know from scripture, we know from our own experience, we know from the lives of the saints, we know from people in our lives, we know he's trustworthy, we know he's there, and so we continue to trust and put our faith in him. But in the moment, we live out that charity. You know, we seek him in the moment, we seek him in the people around us. And so there's, again, the in the in the, this relationship of God, it, it brings the 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 eternal and the present together, and we're able to live out those both ends. But yeah. again, it can't happen unless we begin with, not what do I want to be true or not what's my temperament, either a more of a pessimistic or optimistic person. No, no, no. It starts with going back, no, what's true? Mm. And then how do I conform myself and live according to that truth? Yeah. Yeah, and, and you mentioned uh, the ultimate victory on the other side. Mm. Um, but the cool thing, connecting that again to your point about that it's in the present too, like, is that there are victories here in the present. It isn't just tumultuous. It isn't just challenging, but there are beautiful victories that can be had and experienced here, uh, whether it's healing from addictions, whether it's healing of relationships, whether it's, you know, any, there's, a, I mean, you could go on and on, uh, but, but there is a very real uh, potential and it happens all the time in a variety of ways for, for victories that take place here and now um, that point us to the ultimate victory. Yeah. You know, I actually want to go back to what you were talking about earlier in terms of, you know, some mental health issues and the connection to this turning to reality. Like Now, obviously, um, in any situation of, of psychological issue or mental health issue, we can't speak. Of course. On yeah. that, whatever. But, and, and we recognize that in, in those issues that there, there is an element of, of the psychological, of the mental, of the emotional that can and should be addressed in that angle. But those also never happen in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. They always happen in the context of, of a real integrated whole person. And that person is both the psychological and emotional, but also the will and, and, and the morals and the character. And so even if, if we're struggling with something like that, there's still the question of whether, uh, to the best of my ability, I try to be the sort of person who turns and faces reality and roots myself in reality. And that can be very difficult, especially, again, as you pointed out, in cases of trauma or 
or even again much much closer to home or, or much more uh, in a normal sense just that we all have our own particular menu of of fears and desires that mm-hmm. given our temperament and our personality that make it more or less difficult to look and face up to to certain realities over others, whether it's the reality of our sin or the reality that we're going to die or a difficult relationship or a conversation that we've been dreading having. Yeah. That's uh, part of, in all those situations, there's this question of, am I going to try to turn and face the realities, the underlying realities, the realities that I'm, I'm a child of God, I'm chosen and cherished and loved and created, but also life is temporary and I'm going to die someday. And that mm-hmm. could be today or that could be 30 years from now. Um, but that God has a purpose for that. Do I turn and try to root myself in those realities and and from the, those realities then try to do my best to deal with the issues in my life? Yeah. Yeah. And the interesting thing, too, is a lot of these concepts are so deep and so um, deeply uh, uh, about you and what your experiences have been and what wounds you have and what things you need to wrestle with God with. And um, what you were just sharing made me think about uh, a story I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share now on the show. Um, we were uh, pushing out ads about our new app. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there, you know, Facebook algorithmically determines, hey, here's how this penny is going to get spent, putting it in front of someone that might be interested. <laughs> yeah. um, well, Facebook made a mistake and shared it with someone with whom it ought not to have shared it with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we... we told Facebook, hey, we, we think that people that would be interested in this app are likely Catholic or, you know, have shown an interest in Catholicism or the bishops or whatever. There's a whole mm-hmm. litany of things. Sure. Well, this particular individual uh, d- did not appreciate being shown the ad because she uh, hates the Catholic Church. And so I messaged her directly because she made some kind of comment on the post saying, oh, Facebook messed this up, you know. And so I reached out to her one-on-one and I said, hey, uh, sorry that Facebook kind of blew it on this one. Um, just wanted to apologize for the inconvenience and uh, I hope all is well, you know, that you're healthy and stuff. Yeah. And um, pretty simple uh, message on my point or on my hand, nothing nothing overly whatever. Um she responds with a long explanation about the many reasons that she hates the Catholic Church. And every single one of those was personal trauma of whether it was abuse or of abuse of people that she cared about um, directly. And there was so much pain in the message that she shared. And what's challenging there is like, Dude, the people that and, and it, ultimately this became a really beautiful opportunity for her to almost forcibly on Facebook's part uh, to for her to uh, have an interaction with the church and with God. And in that moment, that interaction, I was the channel for that. And I had to say yes, a to courageously and humbly be super apologetic and whatever, like it became an opportunity for the church to apologize to her through me. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so interesting because she started out so aggressive and so, um, yeah, just aggressive. Like she was very uh, not okay, even with my initial messages of, oh, I'm so sorry that that happened, whatever. Like she was very aggressively, almost like it was my fault. And 
I ultimately like it ended with me just saying, Hey, I, I know that, um, you know, these are really deep seated things and I know how much the church uh, leadership has hurt you. Um, but I just wanted to say that I'm sorry and that no matter what, um, God loves you. And I ended it with that and she responded, thank you. And that was it. And it had the tone in that interaction had this major arc. Uh, and, and I just think that the, there's, that was an example for one thing, that was an Mm -hmm. example of a healing moment Mm -hmm. where on some level, what she understood about the church was different right beyond like after that interaction mm-hmm. um and i was helping her be rooted in reality yeah. by constantly bringing it back to those individuals yeah. right um instead of it being like broadly the catholic church wounded her right um yeah what are your reactions to that well you just make think of a different aspect of this memento mori uh so Again, in case we haven't said that earlier, memento mori means oh, yeah. remember death. And we blew that one. Yeah. That uh, was not so good. In case that didn't, you know, like mori, yeah, death, memento. So it's part of the Christian life that we remain mindful of this reality. Okay. Another aspect, though, of remaining mindful is remaining mindful of the nature of our life, which is that our life will involve suffering. It does involve brokenness and it will uh, involve a death, hopefully a holy death, hopefully a good death. Death, nonetheless, and you know, at the beginning of this, you you linked, uh, you know, the memento mori and and the fact that we have a crucifix. As Catholics, we keep our eyes on the crucifix. Well, why do Catholics do that? Are they just, are we just morbid? Do we just like seeing gross things? You know, do, is it just because Nick Delatory loves to watch awful <laughs> horror movies, as we've oh discussed before at length? <laughs> you know, ironically, The Passion of the Christ is a movie I cannot watch. It's too too real. It's I mean, so it, yeah. Well, and so that that aspect of the memento mori that we remain mindful of again that to be a Christian, uh, so this is, is appropriate for Lent. Uh, Christ calls us: if any man would follow me, let him uh, deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Follow him where? Follow him there, because what it means to be a Christian is to, uh, because we're in this broken world, because we're the body of Christ. That we're called, like Christ, to receive that stuff, the hurting of other people. You know, um, from the beginning of history, because of, of, of sin, we have this transmission of evil. You know, hurting people hurt people, as the yeah. saying goes. Uh, and that goes on and on and on. People keep hurting other people until someone stands up and receives it, lets it happen to them, and takes it to the cross and lets it die with them. Until someone says, like Christ, the buck stops with me. I won't, I won't pass on anger. I won't translate this into, uh, into hate or resentment. No, no. I will receive this. I will bear this. I will carry this cross to the top of the hill, and this will die with me. Wow. And what comes out of that is, is resurrection, yeah. both in the, in the temporary but also in the ter- eternal sense that when we, when we finally just say, you know what? I'll take it. Yeah. Tell me all your hurt. Lay it all out for me, you know? And I can't, I can't fix it, but I can say, you know, with the church, I'm sorry. And then we can extend the hand of grace to that person. We have to be that to each other. We have to be Christ in that way to each other. We have to receive the brokenness of the world, bear it uh, virtuously, but take it to the cross, you know, give it to, give it to Jesus, you know, united with it. his suffering. 
Amen, brother. I think that's a great note to end on. Hmm. Uh, thanks again to our uh, sponsors, uh, Select International Tours. Make sure to check out the Women's Pilgrimage in France, as well as our pilgrimage to the Holy Lands, holylands.awakencatholic.org. Uh, and if you want to support this show and shows like it here on Awakened Catholic, make sure to visit, uh, visit awakencatholic.org slash donate. Be sure to get the app as well, theawakenapp.io, or just look for Awaken Catholic on the App Store and Play Store. Um, and yeah, John Mark, thanks for doing this with me. I know our, our crew was a little short today, okay. um, but I think that ultimately um, it was better because neither of us was wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> only the rest of them. Were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. This show and all media on Awaken Catholic is made possible by the Awaken Nation and the Hollow App. The Awaken Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hello.app slash awaken.